Hey everybody, I am Asada Jones and this is What Makes Me Well. Every week I sit down with a special guest and we discuss all the different aspects of their life that makes them well. Uh, this week I am sitting down with writer, blogger, and Florida Pole Fitness Championships <laughs> 2018 professional division winner, Miss Paige Anderson. Hello! Hey! <laughs> I'm so excited to be talking to Paige. Um, and uh, I feel like we, I have been like hyping up this like sit down for a year and a half, maybe. Um, like saying, I want to, I want to have you on a podcast and you'd be perfect to be on my show. <laughs> um, or maybe two years. I don't know. Um, but hey, Melissa, I Hello. see you. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm super happy that you're here. So thank you for coming. Um, so before we sit down and um, discuss everything that is uh, Paige, uh, I want to get into the show and talk about what I did this week to make me well. Um, so last time on the show and recently on the What Makes Me Well Instagram story, I shared uh, a bit about the fact that I had to make a difficult decision in uh, leaving my yoga studio um, just because of where I was in my life and where I was dedicating my, my time and my energy to. Um, and it was super like challenging to finally make that decision and to make the call and let people know that I wasn't going to um, be there anymore. Um, and I and I shared that with you guys, and I was so um, surprised about how many people echoed my the feelings that I've had in in different situations. Um, you know, the 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 fear of disappointing people and and letting them down, and um, how frustrating it it is to just kind of be stuck in nostalgia and stuck in um, you know what oh how good a certain experience was if you're in a job or like it used to be so good these people used to be so awesome or or you know whatever the situation may be instead of actually being present and like really understanding what's actually happening and assessing if the current situation is good. So I was really just awesome, like really just surprised about how many people responded back and echoed. So that was really nice. Um, um, but also it put it into perspective my own shit like because um everybody else you know people were responding you know yeah i stayed in my first marriage for years because i was living in fear or i stayed in i'm, I'm in my current job right now that i just i hate and i and i can't see a way out of it um and i know i'm living in a fear and it, and it really made me uh, put it into perspective and kind of examine other places in my life that um that i was living in fear. Um, so I just want to say thank you to everybody for sharing your shit because it made me examine my shit. So um, I appreciate that. And uh, thanks for making me better. So thanks, everybody. Um, so what I actually did this week to make me well, um, I went to go see my wonderful, wonderful body worker. Her name is Sarah Berlin, and she is thebomb.com. And I'm aging myself with that. <clears throat> that saying. Anyway, um, <laughs> she's awesome. She is, she does just amazing body work. Um, and I love the fact that I've been seeing her on a semi-regular basis. And I've also been, um, uh, like I've shared before, I've been taking CBD oil, um, 
taking it and applying it topically. And I feel like a combination of those two things with, uh, with seeing Sarah and she, uh, we do cupping and scraping and she does manual manipulation, um, along with that and body work. Like my body is been amazing it's feel it just feels amazing and I feel like the recovery um, my recovery time is a lot shorter so I can get back to doing the things that I really love to do so um, I'm just so happy that I went to go see her um, and as and this is totally selfish and I'm going to share this um, in a in a totally private space right um, <laughs> no uh, as, as popular as she as she's getting her appointments are booking out and I'm like so proud of her um, but that also means I have to push my appointments a little bit further and further or like book three at a time so I feel like I'm like totally like peeing on her and like <laughs> and kind of like marking my territory but she's just such a great um, uh, person and she's in demand so it's really awesome right now um, so that's what I did this week to make me to make myself feel well um let me know what you did this week to make uh, yourself uh well um you can at me at what makes me well on twitter or on instagram or you can just shout me out in an email at what makes me well at gmail.com uh so uh i want to move on to my wellness warrior mention uh every week i just want to shout out somebody in orlando that is just doing awesome um in the wellness game whether they're actual you know uh wellness providers or just people that are just on another level of just um thinking differently or just living differently i want to give them some recognition because like i said before recognition recognition changes things uh so this week the wellness warrior that i want to shout out is uh, J-Rod Cardona, a.k.a. The Crazy Trainer. Um, if you uh, have followed him on Instagram or if you follow me on Instagram, he's I've popped in and I've shot him out. Um, and I actually did an interview with him a while ago. He is one of the most passionate uh, fitness coaches that I know. And he is so educated. Uh, but the man is willing to go anywhere, literally anywhere, because he is so passionate about bringing, you know, fitness and and health to his his clients, his people. Um, and I mean, I, the, the man is everywhere. I, I've worked out with him in a park. I've seen him work out with clients on the beach. Um, he does work in like a facility because um, it is Florida and it gets hot as hell outside. But he does work in a facility um, and he's killing it there. I know. Um, but he's such a great, great person and he's really funny. So goofy. I mean, the man has a way of making you do these crazy workouts that are not just um, intense, but very mindful, which I appreciate. Um, but also you're laughing at the same time, even though your body is dying. And um, it's pretty awesome. Uh, so if you um, haven't heard of him, his name is j Rod Cardona. You can go ahead and check him out on Instagram. His handle is uh, at the crazy trainer. Um, and if you know of any wellness warriors or any person in your life that is just killing it and is amazing and, um, just doing the most and you want to give them recognition, um, shout them out. You can hashtag what makes me well, or, um, at me on Twitter and Instagram. I'd love to uh, give them some, some love on, uh, on this pod. So before I talk to my guest, I want to talk about wellness apiary 
and uh, just share with you how awesome this place is. Um, Wellness Apiary is an alternative and holistic healthcare center in Orlando, and they offer a, gr- a wide variety of services like massage therapy, holistic medicine. It is where I get my Wheela CBD oil. Um, and like I mentioned uh, in the very beginning, this is like the it is the best thing that I've done so far as far as, you know, self-care that I've taken um, for my body. Um, they offer yoga therapy. They offer acupuncture. They offer mental health counseling and life coaching. And uh, that is something I think everybody in this planet needs. Like, it's not just about like you know, therapy isn't about just like digging into like childhood traumas and like, you know, my mom did this, my dad did this. Like, it's really not just about that. It's about, you know, dealing with day-to-day stuff, like coping um, with um, whatever stresses that you happen to be going, uh, happen to be going through right now in life. And um, in this current times, I don't know why (laughs) everybody isn't already in therapy. Anyway, so uh, apiary wellness, it's the jam. Um, The apiary, they are inspired by the four noble truths of the Buddhist path. Uh, They believe in cultivating balance, wellness, uh, well-being, and happiness throughout the holistic health practice. The practitioners there are truly committed to helping you find your way to optimum health and wellness. I really hope everybody takes a second to check them out. Um, you can look them up on at uh, apiarywellness.com or check them out on their socials um, at apiarywellness. Uh, so moving on to my guest, the wonderful Paige. <laughs> Thanks for waiting so patiently. You're fantastic. Thank you. Uh, so, to a good start. Yeah, she's doing great. Nailing <laughs> um, it. This is Paige, everybody. Um, Paige is a writer. Like I mentioned before, she is the Florida Pole Fitness Championships 2018 Professional Division Champion did I say that correctly? Yes. Oh man, that's a you mouthful. got that all out. It's, yeah, a, it's a mouthful. It, it really is. <laughs> um, and homegirl's on her way to nationals, so <laughs> I'm like super excited for her. She is amazing, and I um, want to share with everybody the whole world of pole dancing and what that entails. Um, but Paige isn't just a pole dancer. She is a dental hygienist. She is a mother. She is a wife. She is a fucking amazing pole sister. I mean, I've seen her be there for everybody and then somehow still be there for herself. And she is a seamstress. Like, she she doesn't want to call herself a seamstress, but she definitely is a seamstress. I mean, she makes all her own costumes. It's it's amazing. Um, There is, I mean, that's on the surface what I know about Paige. So, um hi welcome hello, hello. wow hi. so yeah uh, that was like a really big intro i feel like i gotta like live up to that i know <laughs> i did a little digging um i i kind of googled <coughs> googled you a little oh, bit and kind oh. of do i show up on google dug, yeah <gasps> oh God. um yeah oh, and your freaky. facebook stuff like comes up no it's, it's all good oh no it's all good stuff. Oh, like you're badass like your okay. pictures are so okay. badass your competition <laughs> pictures are um up on google um so that's kind of cool and I mean, kind of scary. That's, I don't know. That's weird. <laughs> I didn't know it was Googleable. Yeah, Googleable. Googleable. That's a word. I yeah, like we're it. gonna make it work. We're gonna go for it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Sealing it, making it. Um, so, Paige. Wordsmith. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> 
says the, and I'm starting a podcast and I'm great with work. So don't worry. It's going really well. It doesn't need to be perfect. You just got to do it. Right. There you go. Right. Um, so thanks for coming on to the show. Of course. I appreciate you so much again. Of course. Um, share with me, share with us. What are the different aspects in your life that contribute to your overall wellness? And I know that's like a loaded question. So yeah. take it in bites. Okay. Well, I mean, first and most obvious response that I obviously have to give is pole dancing. You're pole dancing. Obviously. <laughs> um, I started polling. I th- I'm going to go with six years ago. Six-ish. Okay. Yeah, it feels five, good. Six. I'm like, yeah, that's a good number. We'll feels go with good. that. It was in the past at some point. Um, and uh, I mean, obvious. So I hate exercising. <laughs> I don't like working out. I don't enjoy it. I don't like, I'm not, I, I had a gym membership for like, I was one of those like, I'm going to get the gym membership and I'm going to like do the thing. And then, uh, four times maybe what yeah yeah yeah. and then no at most um tried to like take up running turns out i have really bad knees (laughs) i found that out about myself um i did do martial arts as a kid and i loved that that is not Um, surprising but (laughs) <laughs> you're like you're a badass yeah well, yeah yeah know, i'm a pugilist i don't know what to say mm-hmm. um but you know as an adult i was like do i really need to be walking around with like a broken finger a broken nose a black eye a whatever contusions and <laughs> so i thought silly me hey well actually i didn't want to do pole so- i didn't want to do pole how did you get into your first class? Like, how did that start? I, I totally did not. I was not interested at all. I knew someone who did pole when I used to live in New York. And I was kind of like, oh, that's really weird. Like, that's very, like, that's a weird thing to do. I was very like, hmm, I don't, like. Yeah, because why would anybody want to yeah, do that? I wasn't judgmental about it. I was. But, oh, well, fair. Totally. I mean, yeah. I'm not but it was, lie. But it struck me as, like, odd. But I was, like, interested and I wanted to, and I always wanted to talk to her about it, but I was way too, no, I would never do that. Yeah, Because, yeah, like, yeah. it was so out, outside of my, I'm not a dancer. I'm not, like, I don't. So, my best friend, hi, Cassidy. Hey. Um, who I've known since I'm five years old. So, a 30-year friendship at this point. It's It's gotten. It's there's, real. There's too much shared. It's it's bad. Anyway, um, but she got a group on, and she was like, hey, I got this group on, you're doing this. And I went, <laughs> no i'm not doing that and then she said there's free wine and i was like okay i'll do it (laughs) and so we went and it was i think free wine it came with two glasses of free wine and i was like okay yeah um and it was like i it's somewhere in orlando i think down near i drive and there's a giant orange out front uh i think it's like the orlando circus school or something but it was you go through this room where there's like things and trapeze and blah 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 blah. and then you go up the stairwell to this attic and there was this one room with three poles in it and it was dimly lit with like pink lights and there was a blow-up doll in the corner and i was like this is really really sketchy it was really weird um but we did it and it was fun and we drank our wine and then we went home and drank more wine and i was like well that was a fun little one-off like i'll never do that again but then i kept thinking about it and I was like, man, that was really fun. And like, oh, I was sore the next day. And I was like, I think that was exercise. Was that exercise? I think I exercised. Oh, shit. I think I accidentally exercised. <laughs> and then I saw another group on for a studio that is no longer um, in its location where it used to be. 
And I said, okay, well, I got like 10 class pack or something. And at that studio, I met, I mean, really my foundational like pole crew. Right. And the first thing that drew me into pole was the friends because I have a real, and I, I find this with a lot of females I talk to, females frequently have a lot of trouble befriending other females. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why that, but I have always historically, it's like, yeah. cause you don't know. And there's like this weird competition thing. And you don't want to come off too strong it's like, because it's kind of weird. Yeah. And it's just the whole like female political interaction thing is just very complex. And I'm just like, I, uh, it's confusing. I don't know. Yeah. But you walk into that room and it was a bunch of people, all different ages, all different sizes, all different backgrounds. And you walk in there and it's like, hey, we're all doing this crazy shit. And I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. We're all doing this together. And I met um, the amazing Allison Sipes, who organizes Florida. shout out, Allie. Uh, She organizes Florida Pole Fitness Championship. Mm -hmm. Um, I met Rhiannon Butler. Or no, Rhiannon. Ooh, my bad. That's old last name. Sharky. Edit it, edit it, edit it. So I met Rhiannon, <laughs> um, who was my longtime, like, she was the person I wanted to train with all the time. Yeah. And I, like, covered in tattoos, dreadlocks, this whole just, like, amazing, like, physical appearance. And I was super intimidated. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, she's Canadian? Oh, okay, cool. She's, <laughs> she's going to be nice. She's Canadian. Oh, she has she, to be nice. That's how nice. it works. That's totally not That's stereotyping exactly how it works. Um, but she was, and she's just so enthusiastic as a person and so sweet and so welcoming and just... So it's like you walk into her classes and you're like, oh my God, because she was doing things I had never, I mean, like the first time I saw somebody invert and go upside down on a pole, I was like, right. what, the fuck? what right. is this? Oh my God. Never thought I would ever be able to do that in a right. million years. But it was just a, like, it was just so um, invigorating to be around these women. Right. It has become a little bit more co-ed over the years, which is awesome. Yeah. But it is typically a very strong female-oriented community. Uh And that is something so refreshing. And, I mean, there's obviously this aspect of it. At first, I was like, no, I don't do mm, nothing sexy. I don't do body waves. That's awkward. Like, I'm, you know, no. 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 Like, I punchy-kicky. I martial artsy. I don't, mm, this is, no. Uh Um, But being taught that, like, it's okay mm-hmm. to do a body wave and to have a female body and to be yeah. comfortable with your female body and to, oh no, show your skin. <gasps> what is that? Can we do that? What? Are we allowed to do that? Apparently so. Is that, is that allowed? That. Yeah. yeah. It took six years, but I finally learned. That's so cool. That's okay. Yeah. And and just to like pause here for a second and just kind of sidebar for our listeners who aren't part of the pole community or have no idea what we're talking about or didn't even know that there was such a thing as a pole community um so pole dancing what we are we are all familiar with i don't need to tell you what pole dancing is has taken on i would say in the last 25 years Mm. um has has taken on kind of a more um uh, contemporary and and um, more public um, a role, and we've we've taken that. And I say we because I feel very strongly like I, I am part of the pole community. Um, and yes. we, I mean, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> kind of a big deal in the pole kind community. Of, no, um, a little bit. So, so um, <laughs> it's it's gone from what 
we all know pole dancing has originated from from the strip clubs and we have taken it and kind of adopted it into a uh, a fitness craze you know um we we started to take it into studios and we started to you know some some uh fitness people some dancers started to put sneakers on and then mm -hmm. um they went more towards the pole fitness aspect of pole where you can do more um i call them strength training tricks you know where it, it's more um athletically athletically minded and i find and in my personal history i don't i don't want to speak for Paige, but like when we first got into pole a lot of people or a lot of women when they first get into pole because we are trying so hard to separate ourselves from the origin of the strip club and pole dancing originated in strip clubs yes, here in 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 this side of the pond um don't let anybody tell you different it's uh, it is just where where it is it's where it's mm -hmm. come from it's the roots and you can't you can't ignore that um and i don't think we should no i like, I, I don't think so one either. of the thing and i fell to that when i first started where i would tell people oh i do pole fitness but but it but it's it's fitness yes. and it's based on oh <laughs> yeah. and it, it, it came from you know like chinese pole or mm -hmm. indian pole. no no it didn't yeah, yeah, yeah. it didn't it didn't and that's okay yeah that is awesome yeah, yeah. actually because and i mean we're gonna get into like a whole thing about like female power on I, that one but mm, but it's mm, mm, it, you mm. know the fact that this is a realm where female sexuality is celebrated and I mean, you can make all these arguments about, you know, objectification and, you know, who's being, blah, 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 blah. but at the end of the day, this is about female sexuality being in the position of power. Yeah. And I don't think there's any, I don't think there's any shame in the fact that like, yeah, this, it, this came from a realm where female sexuality is the centerpiece and now it's being made available for the the everyday working woman mm -hmm. to also embrace that side of herself um and i don't think that's a bad thing and i don't think no not at all i don't think that's anything that should be like kind of mm -mm. you know but, but it does it that. does take and i mean you have to admit it does take a while to kind of get there especially yeah. if you come from like the background like we did where it's mm -hmm. like we're in it for the fitness and we're not here for the for the sexy dancing and you know we're kind of you know Mm, shunning that a little bit because of our own shit yep. and what we're taught. Yep. And once you um, get over that, oh, yeah, and like, it, it genuinely <gasps> feels like you, you're uh, a weight is lifted off mm -hmm. of your shoulders because you mm -hmm. realize that it's okay to, um, or or you give yourself permission to, as I've said before, wear different hats. Like yes. you know, I can be an yes. athletic, uh, you know, athletically minded pole dancer and do backflips. But then, you know, maybe I also want to do body waves and, and mm -hmm. show my butt and shake my booty because why not? Why not? Yep. <laughs> like, yep. I got it's, a booty. I want to shake it. And I got, like, I got I don't insider tip the, for you. It's fun. Yeah, that that it's is really another fun. thing, too. <laughs> so, um, you know, in, in the pole community or like the background of pole, you know, it started off very kind of fitnessy. Mm -hmm. um, but then I, I think we're kind of entering this era where the public is more, I don't know about 
I don't know about accepting, but it's just kind of like, oh yeah, pole dancing aware. is a thing. Yeah, aware. aware. Yeah. yeah. And if even, if even if they're not like completely accepting, they're just like, okay, yeah, that's a thing. Those I people mean, are over there doing that weird shit, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, we've got, <laughs> you know, organizations going to the Olympics and like petitioning for that. Mm-hmm. And that's a huge deal. Um, Which is very controversial within the pole community. <laughs> yeah, within our that community. That is a big stinky mess it's because almost like uh, i mean i genuinely feel like it might be like kind of an overcorrection for mm-hmm. trying like we were trying so hard to be legitimized and trying so hard mm-hmm. to be recognized as and a true is, sport and it is a true sport and yeah. this is the this is the 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 thing of it is people because it is associated with sex work it is then well it's not a real sport True. yeah bitch try to climb that pole tell me how you do and then flip upside down and then flip upside down and, and then, then hold pr- yourself out by just your two hands uh-huh. and your entire body and you know. split yeah like be <laughs> flexible and be strong and have endurance yeah. and have musicality and have like go ahead mm-hmm. no it's fine it's totally easy it's yeah. not a sport but because it's based in sex work it's oh not legitimate well you know, I don't know if you've ever tried to do a seven-hour shift in eight-inch stilettos, but it ain't fucking easy. And yeah. I mean, there is a a, a built-in um, disrespect, I think, that has been so associated with that. And then, so all these pole dancers who are doing a legitimate sport are trying so desperately to separate it. So then you kind of get these two schools where it's you yeah. either do sexy or you do sport. You yeah. can't do both. You can't be sexy and sporty at the same time, which then speaks to the whole like limitation of women in general and like that we have and to choose our... And what are we our, saying? What is what our trope? Saying? What is our, you know... Madonna whore, like... Right, exactly. Why exactly. not both? Why not both? Why can't we be both? Why can't... Like, why do I even have to think about it? Or... And that's another thing, I mean, too. this that's is a really like, good point. Like, I am a... I, I live <laughs> in this human body. It happens to have these certain pieces... I like to shake my butt sometimes. Yeah. Like it's we're all I'm sorry, I'm getting a little like no, metaphysical, no. but like we're all just wearing meat around and I just don't see what the big deal is. Yeah. Like, that's just that's another thing. Just get over it. We're all just like we're all just people trying to like live in our meat suit. <laughs> go about go about your business. Don't Hashtag worry about meat it so suit. much. <laughs> I mean that, oh, that sounds weird. But point being part of why I love pole is because I had such a hard time reconciling with my gender. And this has been just such an amazing tool to be able to reconcile with it and say, I can be strong and I can also be sexy and I can, and that's, and there's no shame in that whatsoever. And it's just like, so I'm, I'm a I'm sexual like, I'm like a, being, but I can right. but I can also do a backflip. Yeah. And and I'm like, why not? Why not? Backflip to booty shake. Hey, that's my new combo. I'm doing it. Let's do it. Um, this week. <laughs> it's on. It's gonna be great. Backflip uh, to booty shake. I mean, I like it. It'll be great. Um, um so uh, piggybacking on that, you know, that duality. Mm-hmm. Um, um you are a mom. You're a wife. Yeah. How do you balance that tripleality? Is that a word? Um, Can I make that a word? No, I'm not. I'm not gonna. No, I'm not gonna commit to that one. How do you? How do you balance um, that aspect? um, As far as being, you know, wanting to or 
yeah, fostering that nurturing side that, you know, your motherhood and, and, and <laughs> you're making an assumption about what kind of mom I am. <laughs> oh, you know what? That's actually a good point. And then that's my bad. That's my bad. So you're actually right. So you tell me, I, I would not fool me. I, so, okay. I, and again, I think that there is, this comes down to how we perceive gender. I believe mm-hmm. the uh, mother as nurturer. I am very physically affectionate. Yeah. As a person. And so my kid and I, like we are snuggle buddies. I'm like, Oh, just his face. Like I just want my face on his face all the time. <laughs> and just like, nah, mush. Like I just, I want to mush him. Um, however, I would not consider myself to be the nurturer. Okay. I really don't. Um, because I tend to be, <laughs> what's the opposite of a helicopter mom? Submarine mom? I don't know. A helicopter but mom is like, like absentee. So, no, no. <laughs> That's like the, I mean, I like. kind of, well, but, because it's, for I'm, middle. I'm, 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 well, but it's, I'm the anti-helicopter because it's like my kid, oh, he got up there. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. Get down. You got up there. Figure it out. Right. I'm not helping you. You're not. Okay. I feel you. <laughs> and like when I'm sewing costumes, two years old. Oh, I should not tell this story. Do it. Right Say here. it. Two years old he was. And I'm Yoda all of a sudden. Anyway, he was two <laughs> years old. And I was sewing a costume. I was sewing the costume for when I got third place in Pro Division. My first Pro Division competition. It was I themed it on Dune because I love yes. sci-fi. Yes. Anyway, so I'm sewing that costume. He comes in and he keeps bugging me. And I'm like, dude, I'm busy. Like, And that's where the balance thing comes in because the time commitment with all the different things, I don't know. Uh, it's not seamless. But right. it was like, you know what? I'm spending a lot of time on this. I'm spending a lot of time training. The kid just wants to be near me. I'm his mom. Like, uh, I should yeah. not be pushing him away. So I said, you know what? Let's involve him. <laughs> Thud. So let's involve him um, in what I'm doing when I'm home, you know? And he just wants to be around me. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. So I hand him a box of straight pins and a piece of fabric. And I said, okay, these are very sharp. If you touch this side, <laughs> that's going to hurt. He is two years old? Two years old pin up the fabric thanks and like and i'm checking in with a, oh, oh man that looks great yeah i love how you put the orange on the black that's awesome yeah oh i'm doing this you know whatever and we're interacting well um david comes in the room hmm. and he looks at the kid and looks at me and he goes are you kidding me right now and i was like what and he goes did you give a two-year-old straight pins to play with and my kid looks up at him and goes dada these are very sharp, and if you touch them, it will hurt you. Oh. <laughs> and just goes right back to what he was doing. He never stabbed himself a single time. He never got injured. He never... No problems. No problems. Because, you know, he knows I'm not going to... I tell him, that's hot. And then I let him touch it. And if he gets a burn, well, you know what? It'll heal. Yeah, yeah, Unless yeah. he is, like, in imminent danger of, like... If it's going to cost me an ER visit, because that's expensive, um, you know then I'll stop him. But other than that, I'm like, you know what? Let the kid experience getting poked by a pin the worst thing that happens is he bleeds a little and he cries he'll get over it it's not the end of the world but i i like the the sheltering like watching all the time what are you doing what do you don't touch that don't touch that that, 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 i don't that's not how i'm mom that's not you okay you know so it's uh, you know no if he gets hurt i get very like let me see can you move your fingers okay nothing's broken oh okay it's all right yeah but you know, I wouldn't, I don't consider myself to be nurturer as much as, um, guide, 
I guess. Oh, I like that. Like he's he's doing he's his own person. He's doing his own thing, and it is my job just to kind of like nudge him back toward the middle occasionally. Yeah. So that I know nothing about parenting or children. Well, I mean, you you do know. <laughs> so You've got firsthand knowledge. I well, mean, you have your own, and I I. I've shared this with you personally, yeah. and I I feel like this is going to be something that I'll be sharing over and over again on the pod because this is um, nothing new. That is my like hesitation mm-hmm. of, of parenting, just because like I don't I don't know. Yeah, like I, don't it's, know. I had never changed a diaper. The amount, but in my life, like I know I literally know nothing about childhood development, and I think that's okay <laughs> because the thing is, by not knowing how to do it. You're figuring you, it. you 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 find you're not limited by what you know, if that makes sense. There's this story my dad loves to tell about some guy. I don't even remember. Oh my god, my dad's gonna kill me. But <laughs> the gist of it's, it, the gist of it is, there's this guy, and I think he lived in Jacksonville, and he made these amazing um, topiaries trees that you trim into like crazy shapes mm-hmm. and like whatever and it was art and people would drive for miles and like pay money to like come look at his garden and um how who trained you how did you and he like how do you do this this is the most amazing thing i've ever seen and he goes well i didn't know that you couldn't do it gotcha he just made it up as he went and because no one had ever said this is what's the realm of possibility. He had no concept of what was outside of that realm, and therefore there was no limitation. Yeah. So I feel like a lot of times we approach things and we go, well, this is the only thing that's possible because that's what I've been told. Right, I've right, I've been right. told that this is the realm of possibility, therefore we're then hemmed in by that. Um, that goes in with pole dancing too. You yes, know, like, and part agreed. of what is so cool about pole, sorry, I'm swinging it back over. Um, but it's part always of about pole. It's always about pole. I know, right? <laughs> it is. I'm like a cult recruiter for pole. Like, everyone should do this. That's like me and um, yoga. I mean, yeah, basically. Well, yeah. <laughs> I do that all the time. And yeah. Um, she brings yoga to pole. So then it like blends up. I always but, do. Always. Um, but part of what's so cool about it as a sport is. And especially when I started, it was like the Wild West. Yeah. You went into a class and it was like, there's no levels, separations. You can't do this yet. You can't do... It was like, well, I don't know. Shit, let's try it and see what happens. Somebody might fall. Fuck safety. Whatever. I mean, Well, no. That's like, Rhiannon was very big on safety. And like, but at the same time, there was a lot of like, holy shit, we should not have been doing that. I I went back. I found a bunch of my videos from when I first started. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. I should not have been doing this. Oh, when when I but, grew up, we were just fast and loose. It was oh, totally, not, not totally. safe. And, but like, it's... What's so cool about it is that we are constantly pushing the envelope because there is no establishment. Mm-hmm. I and get that's that. part of why I'm... I'm coming out. I'm not pro Olympics for pole. I thought I was. Oh, wow. Oh, big statement. Yeah. But like, part of hard why stop, full sentence. I'm, I'm, I'm coming down on the side of I like it better being amateur approachable. Mm-hmm. I like it better being kind of um, just dirty. Open like, to creativity. Open and- to creativity. And like everybody, like these people, like people come up with these crazy new things all the time live breaking news you heard it here folks (laughs) (laughs) this is shocking but like part of what makes pole so cool is because it is not rigid yeah 
it is yeah, not rigid. Yeah. And like, I love that approach in life in general. If I don't know, I can't. If I don't know that this is never been done before, mm-hmm. then there's nothing stopping me. Whereas if I yeah. know that this is something brand new that's never been done, <gasps> mm-hmm. then that, that builds in all these automatic limitations in yeah, your yeah, mind yeah. versus I'm just doing what I do. Right. Does that make sense? No, that absolutely makes sense because I mean, I feel like that theory um, is exactly why you felt it was like, felt it was okay. And it, and at the end of the day, it was okay to involve your son in helping you make your, your costume. I mean, and, you know, he's fine. <laughs> he's fine. He's alive today. He survived. Everyone. He's alive. He so survived great. me as a mom for <laughs> almost four years now. Going great. That's, I mean, that's, that's pretty great. And I feel like for mm. me, who is living in fear and motherhood, I was um, having a conversation with uh, friends the other day. And I, and I had said, I know I'm living in fear about becoming a parent Mm -hmm. as like living in fear not like oh as a concept but like i have a lazy boy and i've set up shop and i have my feet picked (laughs) up and i'm sipping a glass of wine in the house that fear built i know (laughs) i know oh i'm living and i and i understand this about myself and i know that there's you know work to be done um if i want to because Mm -hmm. it's my body my choice i don't have to if i don't want to okay anyway um sorry <laughs> and I didn't. Um, I didn't. I remember you. You, yeah. you shared. That. I was not interested yeah. in having kids. Well, so you know, and it wasn't an accident. It was planned. <laughs> not that it's bad if it is an accident, but I, I decided to just say fuck it. I'm just gonna jump in and see what happens. So um, that's <laughs> kind of a great um, segue into what I wanted to talk about next. Tell me about your, you know how how that transition happened. I mean, I, you shared with me in previous conversations, um, that, you know, you, when you got married, you, you know, you thought it was going to take a while, but then, mm-hmm. so how did, like, what was it about, um, your husband, David, mm-hmm. um, or, or, or just about where you were at that made you transition into like, okay, motherhood is an option. Oof. I don't really know I thought it out that much. Really? I just, I kind of... I love that. I No, I just... Most of the things that I do, I do because I um, decide not to think about it anymore. Okay. <laughs> I decide no, by fair. deciding not to, not to over-consider. My first pole competition. Mm-hmm. And every pole competition. I'm like... Oh, because, you know, you hem and you haw and you go, oh, I don't know. I don't know if I'm ready. I don't hit and then stay in the thing. And the and at some point you just go, oh, oops, I sent an application. Just, I guess I'm in, you know, and it's, it's at some point I feel like we intimidate ourselves out of life. Yeah. Um, I was raised in that fearfulness. Tell me about that. Oh, good Lord. So, okay. Ooh, we're going deep. Well, going actually, deep. I was going to ask you if that <laughs> mindset was intentional yeah. or if you've always lived like that or, or what was it's, that like, that switch? So that is, I mean, that, that's fascinating to me. No. Um, so my, uh, it's always the mom's fault, isn't it? And that was part of why I no. didn't want to be a mom. No, I was <laughs> it's not mom's part of all part it's of well, shaping. No, she, you we're know. we're going to call it shaping, not shaping. fault. Right? Um, part of why so she um 
it was it was always a message of don't do this you could get hurt Mm. If you do this, you could get hurt. Okay. If you do this, you could, you know, someone, if you, if you walk over there, someone could take you and then you can, uh, and it was constant, um, you know, and I, I, like, I wanted to do Peace Corps, um, and move to Mongolia for two years. I, I wanted was, to do that. I, I chickened out. still want to do it. And like, I'm, that's my retirement plan. As soon as I have enough money and my kid is like going to college and yeah, whatever. Yeah, you're going to do it. Better freaking go to college, kid. Um, but as soon as he's pieced out, I'm two years in Mongolia. Like that's, it's happening. And, but I got intimidated away from it because, oh, unrest in the world. And what if this happens? And what if you, and like, and oh, rape, rape, yeah, rape. Yeah, Everybody's yeah. going what to rape you. What if you get kidnapped you. and like, raped? What if you get kidnapped always. and raped? Kidnapped, yep. raped, thrown in a dumpster. Yep. Biggest, like repeated. So a lot of I was intimidated out of a lot of travel options that I had. I could have done a semester abroad um, when I was in undergraduate school. Intimidated away from that. Yeah. Um, and I understand her fearfulness. Yeah. I get it. Mm-hmm. But at some point, I decided to put that bag down because it was not mine to carry. When and why? Because that, I feel like, is such that, a, did a huge l- moment yeah. for... I did that, I would say, I was in my 20s. Yeah. I was in my 20s. And my college boyfriend, like, we split up. It was like a whole big hairy mess. And my aunt said, <laughs> um, you will never get over that which was her baggage because of her own life and blah, blah, blah. But she, and that was the first time that I woke up to someone's putting their baggage on me. Oh my God. Yeah. Like that was an actual. Yeah. Like here you hold this. She handed that shit to you. And I went, Ooh, I'm going to go ahead and just put That's that not mine to down. Carry. Thank you so much. <laughs> and guess what? I got over it. And we chat every once in a while. And everything's totally fun. like my, well, I mean my aunt, but like the guy that yes. I was dating in college, like, um, but then after college, I got into a n- new relationship and, um, realized that part of, and it, and it was a great relationship. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. It was great. But both of us were letting our intimidation against life mm-hmm. paralyze us together because we both shared that. It was comfortable. It was comfortable mm. to not, um, n- you know, it was just like, yeah, but if I try that, it might not work. Right. What if I make the wrong decision? Mm-hmm. And I have made a lot of very, very, like, decisions that I'm like, oh, I really wish I hadn't have done that one. I should have done the other one. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> you know, live and learn. Um, but, you know, it's like at some point, y- y- you have to stop overthinking it and just fucking dive in yeah and i got really tired of being stagnant and so yeah so i mean a lot of um the quote-unquote choice to become a mom was just me going i'm sick of thinking about it fuck it whatever let's just do it yeah (laughs) well no kid but no you know but (laughs) i i went meh and then you existed (laughs) like that's basically how that happened um but i mean it you know it's so much deeper than that. Like you're th- It's really not. <laughs> it's really not. And I don't think that's bad. Like I just Sure, yeah. At some point you just have to kind of go for stuff. Yeah. 
and no not, no and that, not worry about it everything shakes out or it doesn't whatever and then it just and then life goes and on then, and yeah. then life continues Honest, yeah. one of the things you know what we're talking about what makes me well what makes me well on a day-to-day basis yes is that i have found my faith that no matter what happens i will cope yeah you can cope you can literally cope with pretty much anything mm, i love that which is a wonderful segue into um, my next question. What, how do you cope? What helps you maintain your life? Who helps you maintain your life? Paul sisters. Paul sisters. I'm like, it's like a cult. It's like a creepy cult. No, but um, yeah. Uh, um, I mean, literally I had like a complete meltdown yesterday about a bunch of stuff and I, and I went to class and I danced yeah and it was awesome and just being around yes everyone's energy yeah. and just knowing that yeah. they've got your back absolutely felt it absolutely felt it absolutely. i felt that on and a, yeah. i mean like when i find myself in the midst of a country song my dog's dead my car's not working my grandma's in the hospital whatever uh-huh. um i i i sad dance i sad pole dance yeah <laughs> it's an and expression it, yeah it, it's just like and then the other big thing that I think um, really helps, number one, with perspective, number two, with coping, is words. Words, 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 words. Because words mean things. Right. Words mm, mean things. This is the thing. I mean, words in today's mean time, things. we may have fucking forgotten <laughs> But words mean they things. They do. And also, punctuation matters, people, just so you know. <laughs> Seriously. Um, the panda eats, shoots, and leaves. Anyway, um, <laughs> point being, I... Um, we we live i mean everybody talks about we live in a bombardment of sensory input at all times there are screens 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 and social mm-hmm. media and this thing and that thing and, da, 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 and everything's very loud and there's music and there's a, and r- taking a moment to this is gonna seem weird mm-hmm. read a book push what? Uh, right. but they still come on paper you, wait no I, on an ebook you mean one could were one so inclined i personally i prefer the smell the book smell i find very therapeutic and they've actually done studies about why book smell is actually therapeutic enlighten me please and it is um oh you're asking me about science stuff that i don't actually oh, understand that okay. well but i listened to a podcast about it. hey podcast <laughs> Therefore, I'm an expert. we My love podcasts they teach us so much i mean we can't remember but they, can't at, remember in the moment shit, they teach yeah. us so much they named a bunch of chemicals and i went mm, those that are words sense. that mean things well, but no, but that there are yeah. certain chemicals in the paper in the ink that are actually like imbued into the body of the book that when we smell these certain chemicals they're associated in the brain with oxytocin release um feelings of security feelings of peace yeah it is like oddly comforting like it when is. you open up a book or when it you is. walk into barnes oh, and nobles and do, it's like right uh, and you just yeah i like old book smell though old mm-hmm. book smells good. like the ones from the 80s where they didn't have the like acid fast paper like those are ugh. anyway uh i'm like i'm a coin of sewer wow. she, she like, knows a decade. her paper <laughs> She knows. Oh, and then mm, there's the this vellum. This is an Oki 1983. Ever, like, <laughs> <laughs> 
swish it um if you ever go <laughs> if you ever get the opportunity i highly recommend the uh, florida antiquarian book fair okay it's in saint pete every year and there are guys there who have like vellum books which i don't want to talk about what vellum is because vegetarians might get offended, but it's like baby calf skin anyway <gasps> oh but these that's a thing yeah well it was it was back well, in the 1600s yeah. these are like antique 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 wow um beautiful um but the scent of the paper in a vellum-bound book is very specific. And if hmm. you ever get the opportunity, just live in it. Um, All right. Anyway, point, that was really weird. That point was being, very specific. That was, that was it's, awesome. It was an experience. I love that, I love that about you. Um, I am freaking weird, and I'm okay with that. Um, but I, I, I think that um, taking a minute to read a book like actually sit down and read something challenge yourself not just to read harry potter don't get me wrong harry potter's awesome easy, love it easy love it easy love it easy. but challenge yourself <laughs> maybe throw out an oprah book club or something oh well anything I'm by mama saying, oh is like i'm just saying the best and um, you're gonna have a good time but the um connection to the universal human experience yeah the um automatic you get to i mean everybody talks about like oh you get to travel the world in a book <laughs> but being taken outside of yeah. your current experience and being put in the sensory experience in a well-written book the sensory experience of um an other yeah i think helps to keep everything in perspective yeah. and, and and also um reading and i'm not talking about reading news i'm not talking about reading short form i'm talking about reading a a, a long form prose or poetry piece that centers on sensory detail helps to make me more aware of sensory detail and presence in mm -hmm. my day-to-day -day life when you read sufficiently, you start thinking like a writer mm -hmm. and that makes you more aware of everything around you and you really soak it in at a different level. Yeah. This is getting very like esoteric, but no, I, I love this, this is my love for words stems from how it changes your, and I'm not talking about perspective, but your perception. Yeah writing being in because you go into like when you're writing long form you get into like this like trance state like you get to live in your dream kind of thing mm -hmm. and like you're not in the room anymore but it also makes you hyper aware of um sensory details of your past and really let you relive memory more clearly right i don't know this well, is because at the same time that you're just, creating this yeah. this world you're also kind of creating it through the lens of the world that or the Drawing life that you've experienced yes. yeah that's so it just it it, that's awesome. it it allows you to condense your experiences and yeah. and really 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 feel them i think more deeply so i highly recommend reading as yeah uh, and and not only that but the meditation the sitting still quietly for half an hour yeah and just being in that meditative state quietly with yourself in a room that is something that we don't do mm -hmm. we don't do enough of that and yeah. i think reading is a great um way for people in the western world who don't really jive with like just sit and concentrate on your breathing and like yeah, yeah, don't yeah. know how to meditate proper mm -hmm. um reading is a is a great form of that 
Yeah. It is a moment of quiet solitude. And yeah. I think we owe ourselves more moments of quiet solitude. I love that. It's yeah. hard to do with a four-year-old in the house. I agree. So I'll be honest. <laughs> that little guy. And then there's balance. And then right. There's balance. So balancing all of that. <laughs> yeah. I completely, completely agree with you. And then that's, yeah, that's hard, girl. That's real hard. Four years, four years old and trying mm. to read. Mm. Mm. So you do a lot of late night reading. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and he does too. Oh That's yeah, our routine. He we we have um, Christmas lights in his room so that there we turn off his lamp, but he has his Christmas lights on, so it's dim lighting. Yeah, it's not bad for your eyes. That's a lie. Um, <laughs> there you go. And he he can stay up uh, for like half an hour, and he looks at books. And yeah. he, that is the only time I ever see that kid sit still for a second. Yeah, he is like a hamster. Go 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 go. Mm-hmm. It's book time, and he weirdly enough he loves my anatomy textbooks and he loves looking at like awesome. oh, the, the bones and the brain systems and the this and the that and whatever and again because no one's telling him that's not a book for kids this is a book for kids yeah no one says that he goes what's that one about and i go i don't know look at it yeah why not yeah and so he looks at skulls and bones and and blood systems and brains and whatever and he just and he that's his favorite book right now and he loves it and he lays in his bed quietly by himself in a dimly lit room and he looks at a book yeah and that's his bedtime routine i love that and i'm going to totally share something with you you what you just said gave me this this perspective of my own um upbringing so um english isn't my first language spanish is Mm. So when uh, we came here to the United or to the States, the United States, the States from uh, from Puerto Rico, um, uh, I did not know English, so I had to mm. to catch up. Um, so the be, also because my birthday is later on in the fall semester, like uh, the the state of Florida, or I guess it's all school schools. You know, they put you in a grade based on mm-hmm. your year. So, long story short, my mom had to really fight with the the school board, um, so that way I wouldn't have to repeat first grade. Mm. So I'm coming into second grade, younger than everybody else. Don't know. I, I'm not very. My English is, uh, you know, it's not at the second grade level. Gotcha. So I had to do a lot of homework. So my mom put me in Sylvan, which is mm-hmm. why I can sound the way I sound. I was just going to say, like, oh. Yes, thank you, Sylvan. Um, <laughs> so, uh, you know, there's that. But then also, sh- um, uh, coming to the States, there was cable, and I discovered cable, and I didn't mm. know that TV was, like, so amazing. Like, in in Puerto Rico, I was familiar with, like, Barney and, like, you know, basic stuff. Right. But then you come here to the States, and there's, like, 127. I was like, what? And for <laughs> I remember clearly, like, I have clear visions of just kind of, like, vegging out in TV at a very early age. Mm-hmm. And my mom saw that, turned off the cable. We didn't have TV like regular TV for I, I wasn't I wasn't until I was in high school. Yeah. But so growing up, um, while I was learning English, I was also reading books, and mm. you know, um, I remember my first novel when I was in the third grade. I did a um, a book report on um, John Grisham's The Chamber. Oh. <laughs> <clears throat> and so. Okay, so it's and now it's funny because it's like highly inappropriate for a nine-year-old to read. But the thing is, nobody told me that 
right. John Grisham is, isn't for children. My mom would let me go. She would right. literally drop me off yeah. at Barnes and Nobles. Cause yep. like without TV, I picked mm-hmm. up a book and I was like, this is amazing. And I mm-hmm. fell into the world of, of reading and I love reading. Mm-hmm. Um, but so she would drop me off at Barnes and Nobles at like 10 o'clock in the morning on mm-hmm. a Saturday and then pick me up at like two o'clock. Cause she had run, she wanted to run errands or whatever, whatever. Oh God. My and, mom would never, um, I think even when I went to college, she was like, you can't go to the bookstore by yourself. Yeah. Well, cause I, <laughs> so I, I love that. I love that freedom. Well, I was poor, but uh, mm. you know, we were poor, but I was bougie. Cause I was like, um, I don't want to go to the library. Um, I want to own my books. <laughs> um, so my mom's like, guess what? You're going to get dropped off and you're yeah. going to read the books. <laughs> Cause we're not, buying we're not them. buying these books. It was, it's actually quite a funny now. Um, so she would, you know, drop me off. And so nobody would, mo- is monitoring what I'm reading. Right. So at one point I, I remember going from, and I'm sure there was something in between, I think maybe the Babysitter's Club, but mm-hmm. I went from Dr. Seuss, <laughs> maybe the Babysitter's Club, to John Grisham. I love it. Which I feel like if you know me, kind of gives you a little bit of insight into it. like the scope of who Amazing. I am and like why I can get as dark as I do. Um, but then be as super light as I can. Yeah, exactly. Because, you know. John Grisham and Dr. Seuss <laughs> raised me. So there's that. Um, so... Uh, thinking about it, you know, in my twenties, it was a lot of like, where was my mom? Why didn't she like, that is highly inappropriate. And I was kind of like, almost, I don't want to say angry, but kind of like, ma, be better. Like, why weren't you more present? Like, I feel like, you know, where I had the overly present. Right. But I love what you're saying that no one is letting no one is telling you not to mm-hmm. read it. So you just picked up and nobody told me. I just picked up mm-hmm. and read it. And I just thought, oh, that was and interesting. And guess what, everyone? She survived. Yeah, and I survived. She's okay. She's actually a functional member of society. Right. And <gasps> I love, and reading has shaped my life so much. Yeah, and shaped I how I, I think about people yes. and think about the world yes. as, a, as, 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 you know, as a whole. Um, and, and it's interesting. I'm not like kind of bitter sorry mom i don't i don't want to say i was bitter but yeah. i think i'm oh i think my therapist said hey we'll, we'll be like hey that's a breakthrough um <laughs> so yeah i mean i i'm not like i feel like that helped me kind of like yeah, make yeah, kind of peace yeah, yeah, with that yeah. that's interesting because i love that and yeah it, like i i feel like the um allowing for space allowing yeah. for independence allowing for exploration exploration mm-hmm. and not always trying to control and micromanage and make it every I, I thing. think that is honestly an underappreciated gift yeah i really do i yeah. really do um because a lot of times it is you know well i could have used some and i mean listen one thing i've learned about parenting is nobody nobody knows how to do it <laughs> Nobody knows how to do it. Hey. I am fi- the more I talk to people that are parents, the more I'm finding oh. out that everyone's just winging it. And oh, it's like for sure. surprisingly like relieved. Like I'm like, oh, everybody's yeah, making everybody it up. But then also been. like slightly terrifying. Like, oh no, everybody's making it oh, up. Oh, everybody. For the history, as long as, I mean, you know, a, a, a cat has kittens and they've never had kittens before, but they know to like, you know, you, 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 yeah. you, I think humans underestimate how much we are led by instinct. Yeah. And like that instinct kind of goes, you know, don't let the baby starve and you go, okay. And like, eh. but beyond that, it's like, yeah. you know, you, you parent 
as who you are as a person yeah just like i i don't pole dance the same way that you pole dance right i don't parent the same way my sister parents my sister tends to be much more structured Mm -hmm. understatement um my sister is a very 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 organized person she always has been i have always been a very disorganized person and my kid goes mom where's the toy that i then i go i don't know you're in charge of your toys i'm not in charge of that you put it somewhere i don't know good luck whereas her kids it's like this piece goes to this thing and it goes in this set and blah 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 and it's in a ziploc baggie that's inside this box and and like everything and she counts she counts their toys before like the pieces of the puzzles must be counted in the box before they put the box i mean there's a little um but it's it's everything is in its place and they and like but her kids are very organized my kid and there's there's a plus side to everything right yeah it's like we're you know and it's funny to you know talking about the structure versus structurelessness Oh man, I'm tying it all in. Oh, I'm so good at this. Okay, so the, <laughs> so the sewing thing, uh-huh. this time yeah. the sewing thing. Um, the latest, that, so this competition I did Sherlock Holmes pole dancing as Sherlock Holmes. You should check that it's out. Awesome, look it's, it up. It's on, it's on YouTube. <laughs> it's on YouTube. It's, it's um, the coolest thing. Pole dancing is that what you think it is? Um, so I did a pole dance routine as Sherlock Holmes. I made that costume and it was like, I want this one to be really clean. I want this one to like be an actual lapel and be properly done. So I bought a pattern. Mm-hmm. I have never worked from a pattern before. I've always just gone, this is a top that I like. And it kind of, if I lay it on the fabric and then trace it, and I can, uh, yeah, my boobs are covered. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> End of thing. Um, put some sparkles on it. No one will know. Um, but yeah. this one, I tried to do a pattern and I made a, a, a prototype out of the pattern and I put it on. I went, this looks like absolute ass. This is terrible. Mm-hmm. This is awful. Like, I can't use this. And I went, okay, backup plan, backup plan, backup plan. Okay. I don't know. Oh my God, I'm freaking out. And then I just went, do what you always do. Just make it up. Yeah. And I made it up. And it looks awesome. It looks and I was really very good, yeah. proud of myself for what I came up with. But I've come to discover that my mode of functioning in the world is, okay, let's see. Those are the rules. Uh, I don't know. I'm just going to make it up. Yeah. And I've come to terms with the fact that I am like that as a person. And it is okay Yeah, to be like that. So is your is your husband, David, the opposite? Like what, um, I mean... I don't actually know. I mean, I he's still he's very he's young. He's young. He's young. Yeah. So he's still figuring out his modalities. I think. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't. I don't know. He's microscopically organized yeah. in like specific areas, and then other places it's like. Whoa. But I feel like it's it has to some <laughs> somehow complement yours or support your disorganization. I mean, or- I'm, see, and I'm weird because I. I like things to be tidy and put away in a specific place. So like as far as disorganization, not necessarily like messy, but thought patterns tend to be disorganized. My my approach to a task tends to be like, we will figure this out as we go along. I don't know what I'm doing. Here it is. Uh (laughs) And he's like, I'm here to support you more. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he plays, he plays single dad while I go pole dance. Well, you know, I feel like that is an argument um, that I hear a lot with a lot of like pole dancers or a lot of, um, you know, f- female entrepreneurs who are also moms that are, you know, working and like on on their, you know, just on a hustle on their mm-hmm. game. 
um, and they have kids, they feel like, you know, oh, my husband's a single, you know, a single dad. But we don't say that about the women. No. Like uh, the husbands, no. you know, the head of the company, blah, 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 blah. We say, oh, yeah, she's taking care of the kids. Like she's supposed to. Mm-hmm. So I feel like. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and that's the, like, I make that joke because, you know, I have the luxury of making that joke. This is, but, yes, this is um, true. But I don't th- like people do like oh you spend a lot of time away yeah and i and i do have guilt sometimes when my kid oh he is such a little con man and he'll hug me and he'll go i don't want you to go to class tonight i just miss you so much (laughs) and i'm like you little bastard oh um because he knows i'm like he can play me like a fiddle yeah um but i don't think that there is anything inherently wrong with me being away sometimes like i i spend time with him um but he he is not the center of my world that's and i love that that moms are saying that now and are okay with like admitting that because that was a very there was a very big um you know i would say 1950s up through and then you get into like the 80s like people who became mothers in that time frame there was a huge um uh, cultural significance there mm-hmm. was there was a lot of weight placed on your kid being the center of your world mm-hmm. your kid being your everything yeah before that they couldn't be because mom had to i mean you're talking depression era you're yeah. talking world war ii era you're talking before that you know agrarian cultures um if you go look at a current you know modern day agrarian cultures the child is not the center of the mom's world yeah. because they can't be right 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 but that's the whole it takes a village approach they have you know access to multiple um but their entire approach to parenting is different. You know, you don't have this emphasis placed on discipline. And a lot of places, um, discipline is not a concept mm-hmm. because it is, and this is goes back to what we're talking about. It is, you know, we have to do A, B, C, D, and, th- you know, this is survival. Like we have to um, produce food. We need to, you know, and you look at like um you know farming communities things like that there is so much work to be done and i don't have time yeah to be helicopter momming you and you know they don't really practice discipline because the child's behavior will fall in line because it has to mm-hmm. um so the you know talking about like mom's not having that kid you know there was a a a time frame where it was mom was the most important role yeah and there are people my sister is someone who i mean since she was 12 years old that was her like ultimate goal in life and that is how she finds her wellness which is great and that's fine and that is fulfilling for her but it's also okay if that's not fulfilling for you Yeah, yeah yeah i mean not to say that I don't find fulfillment in raising my kid, but at the same time, I, you know, I'm on my fourth novel right now. Like I have blogs that I'm writing. I have competitions that I'm doing. I have a rich, I am only here one time. I'm only here one time and I'm not spending 18 years working on somebody else against their will. I will guide him and I will try to lead him by example. But at the end of the day, this is my one shot too. Yeah. He's got his one shot. I've got my one shot. And you know, 
he doesn't he and, and i don't i also don't want him to ever think that another person's um uh, another person's self-worth is based on him i don't think that that's a good model I don't think it's a good model for for my kid to be taught that my self-worth is based on you. Because number one, that's a big burden to place on him. And number two, I had that burden placed on me and I did not like it. Yeah. You know, and, and, yes. and I don't want him to get into a, a romantic relationship later in his life. Because then that, oh boy, you are saying a mind. lot. Yeah. You know? Yeah, because so. you're also shaping him for his romantic exactly. relationships in the future. Exactly. Oh, girl, that is saying I think a about lot. things sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, it's interesting you say that you don't, you're kind of winging it in motherhood, but it doesn't sound... I'm not thoughtlessly winging well, it. <laughs> I mean, there's like a thought she behind give it. Give me some credit. I'm, okay. I'm thinking about it as I'm making it that up as fair. I go. <laughs> so, um, in the scope of everything, what do you think this is all about? What do you think, uh, you know, the pursuit of wellness is all about in like the grand scope of life? Why are we doing this? Like, why don't we walk around being shitty people? Do I have authority to tell like, Ugh, that's like, yeah, well, I don't I know mean, if I'm like w- well-educated. What's enough to- your, we all I mean, have I, a, so we have an idea. I'm, I'm going to come out of the closet hmm. right now. I am an atheist. Oh, <gasps> I have never admitted that in a public forum. Really? No. Well, thank no. you. Thank you for being. I, uh, thanks for trusting me and letting me be I, your first. I, <laughs> intimate, <laughs> intimate and public at the same time. Um, and people are terrified. It's not everyone. Many people are terrified of the concept of atheism. Yeah. Because then what is keeping you from? Yeah. Bop, 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 bop. What is keeping you from, from taking advantage of other people, from hurting people, from murdering, from doing this? I'm sorry, but if the only thing keeping you from murdering someone on a daily basis is your deity, I, that's not a, <laughs> I think that, there is yeah. something fundamental about humans. We are evolved as a community organism. Yeah. Rats are evolved as a community organism. Okay. Mm-hmm. They depend on each other. They interact with each other and there is a there is a hard wire for um cooperation. Mm-hmm. Um primates, same thing. Um whales, many, many whales, same thing. They function bacteria. Yeah. Bacteria function as um a cooperative. Mm-hmm. We are hardwired for cooperation. There are always going to be aberrant um, organisms within any community. There are always going to be, um, you know, people who don't um, function well in the group. Mm-hmm. But by and large, I have faith that um, the central life tenant of just don't be a dick is good enough <laughs> yeah i mean it's like i think that that's good enough like yeah. i really do just we're all just trying to do our best yes and i think at the end of the day like we get very caught up in our own thing and we can lash out and be mean to each other and we can you know we can be jerks we can really be jerks but i don't think that there is a fundamental desire to hurt another person for most people yeah yeah they're always those people who are like you know yeah, yeah. they've got like because that hard wiring isn't formed yep. properly yes I okay agree. i agree outliers but for the most part if our hard wiring is functioning the way it should um you know, I just, I, I, I feel like there is, um, 
a kind of a, a subconscious imperative not to be a dick. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, I you agree. Know, and your, I mean, and listen, at the end of the day, my atoms were fused in the belly of a dying star billions upon billions of years ago, and they mm. have been floating through the cosmos and became concentrated in this momentary flash of consciousness that is nothing more than a series of chemical reactions that create animation, and then my atoms are going to be released back into the ether, and I have this one moment to be conscious in this form yeah. as this particular arrangement of atoms and just try to do your best with it. And then your atoms are going to go. I and love that is like, that is like so, that is <laughs> universal. Like, <laughs> this is ethereal. Is that a word? Yeah. Ethereal. Yes, ethereal. Yes, that is yes. like, so yeah. But I mean, when people wow, hear yeah. atheists, they think I don't have an ethos and that's not what atheism is. Well, it's just, and it's that, also just scary you know, to, you know, to think of, you know, atheism, all, all of a sudden you think, well, then it's demonic. And, you know, there's also that kind of concept but that people don't understand. Right. That is true. Yeah. Yeah, that right. is true. That so is it's not, it, we don't know. Or it's, it's, it, and like, that's a more agnostic. I don't feel the need for, yeah, I don't feel the need for a consciousness that is like some overarching like puppeteer. Like I don't, right. I don't feel a need for that. But we're doing this just to be decent human beings in the time that we are conscious in this. I don't, this I, I don't think that there is a why we exist. I don't, I don't think that there is a why. Yeah. And I think that that's okay. Like that's there cool. doesn't have to be a point. Yeah. We can just be, we can just be and be good to each other be. while we are. And not be a dick. And just, just not be, be a dick. dick. Just be oh, nice. I love that. That is the best. Okay, that is so great. I feel like that's the perfect spot to end this. Don't be a dick, guys. Thank right. you for listening, Wellness Warriors. Thank you for watching. For those of you who are watching the feed, um, I am... Try pole dancing. Yeah, try pole dancing. Uh, I'm your host, Asada Jones. Uh, thank you, Paige, once again for joining thank me. Thank you for having Where me. Where can people find you if people want to find you Ooh. do you want to shout out your socials do, do they want to find me i I, I mean that's entirely um, up to you i'm on instagram there at writer page w-r-i-t-e-r-p-a-i-g-e ah. there's an i um and yeah and i i post a lot of pole dancing videos on there a lot of videos of me falling down it's good stuff hard it's good stuff it's, it's real it's real life pole dancing guys <laughs> the real life the stuff <laughs> awesome guys thank you so much please subscribe to this podcast um uh wherever you are listening um and rate and review us please 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 that really helps us um follow me on the socials at what makes me well and on instagram and twitter and until next time we will see you next week for another dose of what makes me well until then be well be brave be light bye